Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. Now today I am focusing on my favorite topic, and that is the hormone essential oil connection. Now this subject has been the sole area of focus this year with the writing of my new book, The Essential Oil Hormone Solution, and it's so exciting to see it already on Amazon. Now I have dug deep into this topic and have learned a few misconceptions around the connection between hormones and oils that I plan to address today, and that's literally what this topic is is the truth about hormones and essential oils. Now, I am excited to share the release of this book with you very soon. Currently, I'm still in the editing phase with Penguin Random House, and we are about to release the cover, and I can't wait for you to see it. I have a feeling you're going to love it as much as I do. Now, it's time to take a moment and speak some truth about hormones and essential oils. Over the past year, I have poured over literally over 200 research articles on essential oils and areas related to hormones, such as stress, fatigue, menopause, perimenopause, cravings, sleep issues, and so much more. And I can't tell you how many times I have fallen asleep in bed with a highlighter and a printed article in hand. I may have ruined a bedspread or two, but it was all in the name of research for the book, so it's totally okay. Now, the idea of essential oils as a cure-all to everything has been the talk of conversations for many years now, and I have heard it all. Unfortunately, oils are not a cure-all to everything, even though they are powerful plant chemical constituents. Now, that's not to say in my years of educating on oils and recommending them to tens of thousands of people that I haven't experienced some incredible things around the power and effectiveness of essential oils. You know, essential oils are built into the fabric of my life. I love them, and we use them for practically everything inside of our home, especially inside of our medicine cabinet. Now, initially, we began using essential oils to make over our cleaning cabinet and personal care items because I had received a hormone test, and it showed that I was very estrogen dominant. Now, I knew that we needed to make some changes to our chemical exposure. And basically, estrogen dominance means that there's more estrogen in the system than there is the balance of estrogen to progesterone. But the problem with estrogen is it's a growth hormone and it can cause a lot of problems when it's imbalanced. And such as PMS, bloating, weight around the thighs, weight around the stomach area, belly fat, mood swings, horrible PMS. And I was exhibiting some of those signs. And so I wanted to, as I mentioned, limit our chemical exposure. So I didn't want any extra estrogens coming into my body while I figured out how to create that balance. So we began to use essential oils for everyday emergencies and health concerns. They basically replaced a lot of the products that we had in our cleaning cabinet, in our personal care cabinet, and then even in our medicine cabinet. They are the first thing we reach for when someone isn't feeling good in our house. And then I realized that essential oils were incredible for hormone support. And I want to take a moment to be honest with you. 
You know, I've had hormone issues since I was in my early 20s. Initially, I tried to regulate those issues with the pill because I didn't know any better. And wow, that was a huge mistake for me. I suffered severely from post-birth control syndrome, and it was quite an awful ride. My hormones weren't fixed, and I had to figure out what to do. Now, this particular area happens to a lot of women in their early 20s, even into their mid-20s and into their early 30s. And I interviewed one of my dear friends, Dr. Jolene Brighton, on this particular subject, and she sheds a lot of light on what's going on with post-birth control syndrome, what's happening with the pill, and how you can navigate through that. Now, if that's something you're interested in, I just want to steer you on into episode four, where I get to interview her. It was a little while ago, but it is a powerful and profound episode that I really want to just let you know about. Now then, in my late 20s, early 30s, I ran myself into the ground again, and my hormone tests were off the charts. I had been completely burned out and needed a major reset, and at the time, I used powerful plant-based nutrition, supplementation, and self-care to get my body back on track, and I was able to do that. Within about a year or so, I was fully back to feeling amazing, and then Around the time I turned 35 to 36, things began to shift again for me, and that's when essential oils came to my rescue. Essential oils were paramount for dealing with my brain fog, exhaustion, mood swings, that mental chatter of the endless to-do list before bedtime, the cramps that I was getting during my period, neck tension, and most importantly, stress, which really, to be honest, stress was always the factor for my hormone issues, and I can admit that. I just didn't have the right tools at the time when I was younger to support me until I found oils, and they they literally changed everything for me. Now, in my research around essential oils and hormones, I have found, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of misconceptions, and I have been increasingly concerned at the amount of false information out there about hormones and oils. A lot of people on various blogs and websites share tales of miracle cures from hormone-related issues to the promise that oils will act as hormones. And what I wanted to just let you know is that hormones do not act as hormones in the body. They're not insulin. They're not progesterone. They're not estrogen. So I want to just shed this truth with you right now. Essential oils do not cure hormone imbalance. But I also don't think that the pill and bioidentical hormones cure hormone imbalance either. What essential oils can do, however, is support your body, your endocrine system, and your daily self-care habits with these beautiful, powerful plant-based remedies. And with the support of these oils, they can help your body to bring your hormones back in balance. So the truth about balancing hormones with essential oils is, is you just can't do it alone with oils. You can't just pick up an oil like a magic bullet and expect them to completely fix your hormones. It's just not how it works. And honestly, I don't really know a lot of magic bullets in the realm of functional medicine where we're really dealing with the core root of the issue and figuring out what's going on. If, for instance, you can't slather a bunch of creams and patches on your body when you don't get to the core root of what it is. If stress is what's driving 
your estrogen dominance or your low levels of progesterone, you slathering creams on yourself isn't necessarily going to fix your stress problem. I'm pretty sure that that makes sense. At least that made sense to me, you know, and initially I was looking for that solution. I was looking for that magic bullet and began to realize that I needed to take a lot of responsibility for how my body was responding. And we're going to get into that in just a moment. But I just wanted to let you know that what oils can do is they can bridge the gap between your body's hormone-producing glands, so your endocrine gland system, and a healthy, balanced body. That's what they can do. They can help bridge the gap to creating hormone balance in the body. And I've had the, the blessing to share that information with you in the past, and I'll definitely be touching upon that in this episode as well. So now that I set the record straight, let's talk hormones for a minute because I feel like they get a bad rap. Hormones get blamed for everything, and I have done my share of blaming when it comes to hormones. So you're feeling moody? Ah, it's hormones. Not sleeping well? Hormones. Putting on some weight? Ah, hormones again. By negatively labeling our hormones as the bad guy, we automatically dismiss our role in the ways that our body functions. It's so easy to place blame on our hormones, but we can't act like we have no control over our bodies. Hormones are simply chemical messengers and they are acting in accordance to our behavior and our environment. And I'll be the first to blame my lifestyle on my hormonal imbalance over the years. And I just want you to know that we don't necessarily have to endure the quote-unquote torture that our hormones are putting us through because as you and I both know, you are in charge of your own health, not your hormones, not your doctor, not your insurance company, but you. You are the CEO of your health and you are in charge of what's going on with your body. But in order for you to regain that control, you've got to take a step back and just Take a look at what's going on. Assess your situation. Self-awareness is so powerful to healing the bodies. And here are some questions to ask yourself if you're trying to figure out if your lifestyle is contributing to your hormone imbalance or your PMS or your menopausal symptoms. Here we go. Am I allowing myself to restfully sleep at night or do my nights function like my days? Am I keeping my stress levels to a minimum or am I riding a constant wave of stress? Am I feeling my body with healthy plant-focused foods or living on a constant barrage of whatever I can find just trying to shove food into my face? Am I taking time to love myself, using safe, all-natural products on my body and allowing myself to breathe each day? Or am I crashing and clawing my way through life from one minute to the next. Let me tell you, I know a little bit about that crashing and clawing through life. And it's just not the way to live. I mean, you and I can both agree that it doesn't feel good. And our bodies are definitely taking the brunt for that. And then also, am I keeping my body happy by moving my body regularly? Or do I count walking around my house as a workout? So those are some questions to to analyze. Now, getting your body and your life in check really helps you to establish a foundation that your body needs to sustain a healthy and happy life, which I think is what we're all looking for. Your hormones 
are simply following in suit with the rest of the systems of your body. So if something is out of whack with one of those systems, like your cardiovascular system, your digestive system, your brain function, then you are going to see potential inflammation mounting and your hormones are going to respond to that particular scenario or become imbalanced in an effort to save your body from whatever is happening, right? And a lot of this is brought on by lifestyle and environmental situations. Now, this cause of harmful side effects, as we all know, is really our body's way of letting us know something isn't right. So where I want to really focus my efforts today is specifically talk about stress levels, because this is where I find a lot of women are struggling with. And we live this hyperactive, high octane life that can lend to a lot of stress over time. And your hormones, their number one job is to manage and work in accordance to that perceived stress. Now, I will also say about stress is that a lot of people feel that stress is an utterly bad thing in our lives, but I just wanna say that small amounts of stress or little bursts of stress are totally manageable and really they're designed to keep us prepared for crazy emergency situations. They are designed to get us through some sticky and scary situations. The problem arises when stress is a constant in your life and literally takes over your world, is, is in, embodying in your day, every single day. Persistent stress chips away at your body's systems, causing them to weaken one by one until you have some major health issues. Now, during the time of prolonged stress or constant bouts of stress that many of us experience, we have a chemical response, right? The hypothalamus sends messages to the pituitary gland. The pituitary gland sends messages to our adrenals. Our adrenals send out marching orders via cortisol and adrenaline. Cortisol is our long-standing stress hormone, and it is a survival hormone. It is a universal hormone in the body, and it can send marching orders to all parts of the body. For instance, it makes our blood get redirected to our extremities. Our digestive and reproductive systems kind of get shut down and on hold until we resolve that crisis, which could be a multitude of things every single day. And then your estrogen and progesterone levels get put on hold as well, along with your thyroid. Your thyroid is sent into overdrive because your thyroid is driving metabolism. And if indeed you're in a true danger situation, you need to kind of ramp up that metabolism so you've got that energy. So this relentless bombardment of perceived stress really leaves us in a state of sympathetic nervous system. This is considered the fight or flight state. Now remember, your body is automatic. If your body perceives a stressor, your automatic nervous system is going to say, everybody, head into sympathetic nervous system mode. Let's go into survival mode, fight or flight. And again, your reproductive system, your digestive, your kind of rest and digest systems of the body kind of get shut down until we deal with this emergency. You can kind of see what's happening here. We could have multiple emergencies a day, or at least our brain thinks so, continuing to send out these messages and our body begins to create these hormone imbalances, such as wacky cortisol levels, estrogen dominance, a thyroid that's being overworked. These are some of the things that we begin to see in hormone tests when we run them after women have been dealing with a lot of chronic stress. Now, the beautiful thing about this is that there is good news, right? I've been in this boat before. I've worked with so many women in this boat before. And the good news is that we are fully capable of reducing stress in our life with proper diet, exercise, being restful, reducing our toxic load, and most importantly, stress management. 
And as you know, this is by far, like when I began to see the essential oil stress connection, I was I was just so excited at this beautiful solution that works instantaneously. So essential oils are the golden ticket to supporting this transformation in your life as they can bridge the gap from imbalance to balance while you work at recharging your systems by taking care of your overall health first and foremost. Now, why essential oils are not hormones and they do not function as such, they are capable of supporting your system that influences and controls hormones. And that is magnificent for creating really incredible changes in the body. Now, most importantly, how I love to use them is that they are wonderful for augmenting some of these powerful lifestyle changes that really move the needle for your hormones and most importantly, your sanity. Now with that, I wanted to just quickly share my top five hormone essential oils for helping your body to balance hormone levels and to diminish symptoms such as PMS, symptoms that go on through perimenopause like brain fog, mood swings, water retention, bloating, and even into perimenopause like hot flashes, neck tension, even brain fog, and just, you know, not 100% feeling like yourself. So let's jump into those top five oils and why I consider them to be really incredible for helping to support your hormones or helping to create lifestyle habits that in turn will support your hormones. Number one is clary sage. Now called literally the best oil for the worst time of the month, right? So for your menstrual cycle, Clary sage is an essential oil that no woman should be without. With the ability to reduce cortisol levels by simply inhaling it from the bottle, clary sage should be the first oil you reach for when stress levels run high, especially near your cycle. Because I don't know about you, but my stress seems to always go up a little bit more when I'm heading into my menstrual cycle. I think that has a lot to do with your progesterone levels dipping down if they're not high enough. So what I love to recommend is using clary sage topically. I love it topically on my wrist, on my arms, back of my neck, on my feet, and even I love it right below the abdomen on the uterus, so three inches below the belly button. I love to rub it over the uterus because it's great for relieving menstrual cramps and uncomfortable tension during your period because it's a great smooth muscle relaxer, which is, those are smooth muscles in there. Also, research has shown and proven that clary sage can lower cortisol levels by 36% and has been shown to improve the levels of your thyroid hormones, most likely because it's helping to support your cortisol levels, your thyroid falls in suit. Now, when you diffuse clary sage with lavender, you really have a recipe for deep, restful sleep. Now, I prefer diffusing them together, but you can apply them topically to your pulse points like your wrist, your ankles, your your temples, or you can add them to an Epsom salt bath for total relaxation with a healthy dose of magnesium, which is very needed for many of us. So often we are magnesium deficient. So if you haven't had a chance to get a hold of this oil, I highly recommend you check it out. Now, speaking of lavender oil, it is my next hormone oil to feature. Lavender appears on just about every list for essential oils due to its versatility and its immediate results to provide just 
amazing transformations. Lavender is known as the oil of all things calming, calming skin, calming sleep, calming mood, name it. It is just an amazing essential oil to use. We use it pretty much every single day. So as I mentioned, it is known to calm the mind and the body. It's great for sleep, but also it's phenomenal for whisking away stress, tensions, and anxiety. So I love that. When used as an abdominal massage or in a relaxing Epsom salt bath, you can also help to support any types of cramps or muscle aches that you may be experiencing. Now, number three is a Langalang. A Langalang tops the chart for aphrodisiac essential oils and has been used for centuries in wedding ceremonies to encourage intimate experiences. Its intoxicating aroma calms and uplifts the mind and body while relieving stressful tension. It also enables the body to reduce blood pressure while providing a really relaxing, sedative experience. And that's why I love this oil so much. Now, while many women use this oil daily for hormonal balance and to boost libido, you should know that it's really designed as a heart-centered oil and for reducing stress levels. And as I mentioned, you know, this hormone libido oil, it is just so intoxicating in its own way, but it has a lot of libido-boosting properties. And my mama always says, I always love to share this little quote my mom says, is put a lang-a-lang on for your Elang-Alang. So she is a big fan of this Elang-Alang oil. She swears by it, and I believe her. The next oil, oil number three, is bergamot. Now, bergamot never ceases to amaze me with its dual power for both uplifting and calming simultaneously. That's what I love about essential oils, is that they are so adaptive. Now, this oil is known as the oil of self-love and self-acceptance, and it's beautiful for helping to calm just emotional upheaval or you know letting go of emotions as well. Personally, I love to diffuse it. I also love to apply it topically to alleviate stress and anxiety, and also it revives those emotions and helps to uplift mood. It can also reduce heart rate and blood pressure, and it allows the body to recover from stresses and has a really beautiful way of harmonizing our body's system, kind of like a homeostatic oil. It creates homeostasis in the body. Now, the one thing I do want to mention about bergamot is it is a citrus oil, as you may know, and it is highly phototoxic. So if you do apply it to the body, always dilute it. I always recommend like a 50% dilution with this oil. And try to not go out in direct sun after exposure. So for me, I love to use it as a toning and clarifying oil as well. So it's great for toning and cleansing the skin. However, it's important to know that you don't want to go outside in direct sun for about 24 hours or maybe even more because it could lead to phototoxic exposure. Now, number five is going to be thyme oil. And I bet you didn't think this was going to make the list. Now, it was a tough one between thyme and geranium. And geranium is definitely on this list as well. A lot of studies have indicated that thyme oil balances progesterone levels and can potentially delay the effects of menopause. It supports natural hormone levels to offset the effects of PMS and can energize the body during times of weakness or stress. Now, thyme oil should be something to consider if you're dealing with some pretty severe hormone concerns, hormone issues around menopause. And the best way to apply thyme oil was with a little bit of coconut oil. Again, it's a great oil to dilute because it tends to be a warm oil, like warm to the touch. So I like to dilute this oil 
add it to the inner ankle or to the bottom of the feet. Also note that thyme oil is a great healthy immune system oil and it can keep your immune system really strong. So it tends to be in my immune system blends as well. And you can check out a lot of my immune system blends in my Smart Mom's Guide to Essential Oil book. And then the last thing that I love about thyme oil is it's been shown to support fertility along with the use of clary sage and alang-alang. So I tend to make a one-to-one-to-one part ratio. So let's say in a a roller bottle blend, I would do 20 drops of thyme, 20 drops of clary sage, and 20 drops of alang-alang, top the 10 mil roller with fractionated coconut oil, and roll on the bottom of the feet or on the ankles to help support fertility. And really because those oils are all great for supporting progesterone levels by helping to create that neurochemistry around creating progesterone levels. Now, as you can see, as I'm mentioning, and you're listening to all of the benefits of these oils, you can tell that they are all have been proven and they all have for reducing stress levels in the body and can be used for many other hormone-related concerns. But again, they don't work unless they're in conjunction with other healthcare and wonderful self-care habits and most specifically, if you're not using them consistently enough. So one of the things I really like to emphasize is you gotta be using your oils at least once a day. Sometimes I use mine twice a day when it comes to hormone support, and I use them morning and evening, and then if I'm having a little bit of a stress emergency or a craving emergency or a brain fog moment, I will use them throughout the day as well. But consistency is key, just like nutrition. You can't just eat a salad once a week. You gotta really eat a salad every single day. You need that one pound of veggies to help to create hormone support in the body. Now, In this particular conversation today, I really wanted to press upon reducing cortisol levels as your main goal because they help to rebalance estrogen and progesterone levels. It helps to rebalance your thyroid levels, even helps to rebalance your your androgen levels like your testosterone. And that means that stress management really is the biggest gift that we women can give to ourselves. That's what I wanted to bring to the table. As always, I recommend incorporating self-care rituals into your daily routine in order to take each day to reduce some of those stress levels. So deep breathing techniques, nighttime distressing routines, yoga, and anything that helps you find your inner peace is really your ticket to keeping your stress levels low and replenishing your energy and your mood. Now, if you would like more self-care rituals specifically dialed into hormone health, I did dedicate an entire episode. It's one of our most popular episodes. It was episode number 13, which is the 10 daily rituals for optimal hormone balance. So now that I've given you a taste into the world of essential oils and hormone balance, I want to set you up for success. I mean, that's always my intention is to set you up for success. So I created a special essential oil hormone recipe guide with my top five essential oil remedies. Now I have proven recipes for brain fog, stress, exhaustion, cravings, and so much more. And you can grab this free cheat sheet by going to this episode. So it's drmarisa.com slash episode 33 or you can grab it in the show notes, totally up to you, but I know you are gonna want this incredible cheat sheet that I made literally just for you. Now coming up next, in this next episode, I am interviewing dear friend, Dr. Alan Christensen. Now Dr. Alan Christensen is a naturopathic endocrinologist and he's a New York Times bestselling author of The Adrenal Reset. 
so timely that we're having this conversation today about stress because this man is the expert on stress and adrenal function. And he is coming out with a new book and he's focusing his efforts on how he's cracked the code on metabolism and will be sharing his profound discoveries about hormones and metabolism in this interview. So you're not going to want to miss it. Now, it has officially almost been six months. I can't believe it. Almost six months. We're about we're about five months since we've launched the Essentially You podcast. And what is so exciting is that more and more women are tuning in every single episode. So I just want to say thank you so much for spreading the word. Your voice helps to spread the message far and wide. So please consider rating and reviewing this episode so that I can continue to bring the best experts and help even more women become the CEO of their health. Until Dr. Alan Christensen's interview, I hope that you have the most incredible day. Talk to you soon. Bye.